Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Off the cuff. Oh, 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 oh. I love it when we do a good off the cuff. (laughs) As we remind you, off the cuff is just us talking. We're talking to you. We're talking to each other. Just talking. You're peeking in a little bit. Um, This off the cuff is really interesting, Critic, because it is, it is, there is no greatest TV show. Is there? No. <laughs> you say no. Like potato, 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 potato. I don't know. What kind of brought this up? Um, remember, I was telling you that I was watching Breaking Bad. Now, I know everybody's going to freak out and go, you are just now watching. Yes. Yeah. I'm just now breaking, watching Breaking Bad, and I've just now finished it. Hmm. And... If you know anything about me, the critic already knows. I'm not a hype person. I'm not like, oh my gosh, you've got to watch this. You've got to watch it now. I'm still holding out on Game of Thrones. Like, I have not watched that oh, in its entire yet. And I may not. I There are plenty of other shows that I have not watched um, that I'll get around to it. Because I like to watch things without hype. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are only a few things that I like to get hype about. And that, you know, that's my you know, the good superhero movies, the, the ones that I know are good. I'm like, oh, yeah, bring the hype. Let's go. Everything else is just sort of like, okay, you know, all right. And so I guess what we're going to talk about now is just, is there really a greatest TV show of all time? Does that even exist? What does that look like if it is, if there is one or if there are some? Um, what makes a TV show great and are the ones that are being crowned currently the greatest TV shows in our opinion is it really the greatest TV shows so those are some of the things that you know we were discussing off air and now we're just going to discuss with you I know I will preface this now listeners that the critic gets a little riled up on some of these shows that have been crowned the greatest because he has a very specific opinion about especially one of them that is crowned the greatest it's not game of thrones it's another hbo show that everybody has crowned the greatest tv Mm. show um ever off the cuff are we getting here yeah i think we should go off the cuff i don't think we should be disrespectful you never are but um (laughs) Because we like this podcast, we want to keep doing it. <laughs> I, I think, and we have colleagues, you know, and, and things of that nature. So I, yeah. I don't want to be like trashing anything because that's not the point. I think the point is like what makes a TV show great for us um, is is more important than what makes a great TV show. I think there are ingredients for a great TV show, um, but for us specifically, there we may not always agree. Yeah. So, what are some of the TV shows that they're throwing out there that are the greatest TV shows? 
that you know of. Just some of them. You don't have to name all of them on the list, but. Well, you said Breaking Bad. Which, by the way, <laughs> it's close for me. <laughs> it's I enjoyed that. Not, it, I, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was really like. You know what I like? There's no waste. It's mm-hmm. like The Good Wife. Nothing was wasted. Season three was the most challenging in Breaking Bad. But even in that, it's kind of like what we were talking earlier about Stranger Things. It's ice cream. Everybody loves ice cream. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is it the best ice cream? It doesn't matter because it's ice cream. And there was no waste. Everything was used. And that to me spells like good writing. And it's just so interesting. But I really yeah. like that a lot. A lot. Yeah. And, you know, if we're talking about let's get into what's great because again i don't believe that there's a greatest anything anywhere in any domain period mm-hmm. there is no such thing as the greatest i think it's disrespectful to even say it yeah um but if you're talking about greatness it's when you have achieved your mission when you have a fully formed show that has ended that way when you uh, hit the ending and go oh yeah yeah and what does that come down to? It's execution. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to do. It's in very TV hard to do. In TV specifically, because you're, you've got a very fast pace. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of directors, hands on things. You've got a lot of writers. You've got a writer's room. Yep. Um, you've got advertisers. You've got certain obligations and uh, contracts and things. You know, people are season regulars one season, and then you can't afford them another season or. You've got a lot of moving parts with TV shows. So yeah, it, 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 execution is hard. Right. And you know, it's about making money. So sometimes some shows stay too long. Yes. It's gone. Like what on this list? <laughs> well, lost, I know you would say. <laughs> well, that's execution. We got to go back to execution. Mm-hmm. So we're saying like, we're talking about good writing. Mm-hmm. Yep executed well meaning there's a through line for characters and a, an overall arc an overall through line for not just the characters but the show and its intent and then you said something for stranger things you said heart yeah every show has to have it not just stranger things it every show has to have heart like that thing that makes you keep tuning in that is authentic and real not real as in oh this could happen Meaning it's true to itself. It's authentic. It is, it is true in its genre. It's true in its, what it first laid out its rules as being. It sticks to those rules, expands in those rules, not just like give you other rules, which is what Lost did. Lost gave you lots of rules and it lost itself literally. And then when it was time to end, I think infamously we can agree that Lost's execution final execution it it has been infamously been disappointing like it's a joke now it's it's, people kind of joke about it um damon also because you know see i'm kind of like with you in uh breaking bad i didn't watch lost contemporaneously Mm -hmm. so i had a different perspective on it I, i did actually catch up to the last season while it aired like the i think i caught up right at the finale and watch that live or a few episodes before. So when I started Lost, I was literally saying to myself, I don't get it. 
<laughs> yeah. In season one. I was like, I don't get this. I don't care about these people. This is boring. It took me, and I only kept watching because of the buzz. And at that time in my life, I would do this. It took until the end of season one for me to go, oh, I think I got it now. 20 well, see, I episodes. Didn't, I didn't watch that either. I watched <laughs> it live starting season three or four. Mm. So I didn't, it's the same thing. But I still argue this, and we can move on to another show, Mad Men. When people were watching that in time, oh my gosh. I mean, Mad Men was the greatest show on earth. Like, it was like cutting edge. It was real. It was wow, raw. It was doing things that no other TV show had ever done. And I didn't watch any of it live. I watched all of it stream. And for me, a good TV show will work live. It better work live. And it will also work streamed, right? Because if it's like based on tropes and based on tune in next week, that kind of thing, well, the writing should be so good that even if you watch it back to back, it still should have some weight like dun dun dun, The Good Wife. Yeah, and you know, for me, Mad Men is about Don Draper. That's just me, that's a personal thing. Um, so sometimes that comes into it because if we're talking about great, like what, that's a personal issue. That's your opinion. So like you're saying the heart part, there, there can be hooks from certain shows that hook certain people and don't hook others. But when it comes to The Good Wife, look, <laughs> we have the Kings at the top of their game here. Yeah, we have a, a great, great cast. cast. Yes. And we have a mix of the procedural and the serial. TV shows just put together. It's so well done. So well done. So well done. So it really, that kind of show, if you want a long story arc, you get it. If you just want an episodic kind of thing, you get it. And you get the execution that we talked about. Oh, that ending? <laughs> the, yeah. And then, you know, then they can even take that into the good fight, which isn't as good as the good wife. Probably not, but it doesn't matter because the execution's still there and the casting is still there. And that takes us to the wire. Uh-oh. Uh, you, I have not, I will preface this by saying I have nothing to say about the wire because I have not seen it at all. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I can appreciate what the wire did for Baltimore City. Um, you know I can, that city. I do. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate how it really launched a lot of careers. Um, Elba, Michael B. Jordan. Um, gosh, the list goes on and on. Yeah, on and on and on and on. Um, so a lot of, and a lot of, of these actors probably wouldn't have the careers they have now without this show. They wouldn't have been hired. So, but that's not the story. That's what the show did externally. If I'm looking at the show, okay, are y'all serious? But what, like Tell it was, me. It, it's deemed the greatest TV. Like, if you look it up, it is people across the board, critics and fans, have crowned The Wire the greatest show. Right, because it's so authentic, right? <laughs> and see, this is why I said, how off the cuff are we getting? Because what do you mean by authentic? And how would you know? Oh, I see what you're saying. What does authentic mean? Okay, I'll dance around it here. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? 
I'm from Baltimore City. Oh. Now, are those elements there? Yes. Are they the only elements? No. Okay. I know a lot of people who went to the Baltimore City public school system and they got an education. Well, here's the thing. I have not seen The Wire. I've heard about The Wire. It did not make me want to visit Baltimore. <laughs> right. Now, again, is that there? Yes. Is that the only thing there? No. And you know, the people who are behind it are Baltimoreans. Uh-huh. But I won't, see, I'm not going to go there. So, <laughs> you know, this is where I, my temper starts coming up. Uh-oh. Because if you want to be so authentic, then you need to have nuance, don't you? Shouldn't you be showing a lot of different aspects of it instead of everything looking like a H-hole? Oh. Now, now, that would be fine, actually. I'd be cool with that if the execution was right. You tell me, everybody, that everybody in that cast knew what they were doing. And see, and this is where we go to authenticity again, because they go, oh, yeah, that's so real. That's bad acting. <laughs> some of the acting is great in that show. Some of it's fine. Some of it is terrible. Mm. Look at the first episode. Okay, well, and the writing, my brew, my shoes. Oh yeah, that's great. Great writing, love that. Okay. Oh, you just spread that actor. So this is what I'm talking about. When you start saying it's the greatest, then this is how we have to talk about it. If you just said, hey, I enjoyed that. It felt real to me. That's, I, that's fine, that's fine. This is entertainment after all. But you have to calm down on the greatest stuff. It's not even close. It's not great. Let's talk about another HBO movie or TV show that has been like crowned the greatest. Oh. Um, like re not re crowned one of the greatest. Oh. Um, and that's the recent the game the Game of Thrones Game of Thrones, which you know I I did try to watch the first season, mm -hmm. and of course you can't get away from social media, <laughs> so you know what happens to Jon Snow, and you know he comes back and. And now we know who's the one, the Game of Thrones, and mm -hmm. what it looks like. Now, you watched every single episode of it. And again, it's another HBO hit mm -hmm. that was popular. But um, from my perspective, at least the first season, I, I experienced a lot of writing issues um, that I just couldn't get past. And again, who it's am I? It's one of the greatest, greatest most well-written shows in history, Raph. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> what are you talking about? Multiple Emmys. Who can top it? It's so brilliant. The the just the, the chess game that went on for however many seasons. It's amazing what they did. The scope of it. They changed the landscape of TV. We'll never have another show like it. Oh, okay. I'm, you know, oh, y'all need to calm down. That was sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, this is what these, and then in the last season, you you know, those cracks started showing. Yeah, I, I did. telling y'all. I was telling mm -hmm. <laughs> And some people want to come for me. And then you see this last season, I don't, nobody's coming for me no more. <laughs> I told you. Because I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Look, they had Bran, one of my favorite characters. What'd they do with him? What'd they do with him? He is sitting around in that seat like a crash test dummy when he has all of these powers. <laughs> Hello? Where is it? Why did we... Tell me, everybody, just... And we'll move on from this. This is just the example of Game of Thrones. What was the point of Bran other than the ending? 
Why did we have to go through all of those steps with him, dragging it out, all of the things that happened to him, how he was crippled and how he got these powers, he's a warg, all of this stuff. He then becomes, you know, who he becomes. I still won't spoil everything. Oh. I, what was the reason for all of that, except for, okay, we're ending it here. And did they even know they were ending it there? Mm-hmm, yeah. All right, yeah, greatest show ever. Uh -huh. That's the that's the stick, right? You know, at the end, that's the execution towards yeah. the end. Now, one of the shows that we kind of disagree with the execution on, but we definitely agree it is a show that we enjoy thoroughly, is The Americans. Mm. And um, I know that you enjoyed it from top to bottom. I that ex that last episode of what actually happens to the couple. I, I thought there was retribution that was lost. <laughs> they get to, well, I don't want to ruin it either, but you know, when you watch the Americans, which you can actually um, catch it if, if you are, have Amazon Prime, it is one of those, it's I think 13 episodes per season or something like that, a short, it's not 22 episodes. Mm -hmm. But boy, wasn't every episode meaty? Yeah. It's an example of great writing the premise is absolutely like it's the 80s it's we don't trust the russians and we have the perfect next door neighbor couple who are russian spies living across the street from an fbi agent who tracks russian spies and his best friend is a russian spy mm -hmm. what yeah what? and then you put these Two, and we're namely we're speaking of um carrie uh, what's her name carrie, carrie russell. russell and her husband matthew uh, reese matthew reese you put those two great actors in the most challenging situations possible i mean that last season critic in the parking lot mm. where they had to get rid of a body mm -hmm. and there was no dialogue Mm. and they were just looking at each other you mean you're gonna do a whole scene of no dialogue and they're just looking at each other and literally you can see as the audience member what that eye contact means like that's just brilliant that's just i mean it maybe it helped that they were a real life couple but the acting execution and the americans i was absolutely flown like just blown away Love absolutely it. absolutely you know you know i loved it and the thing is it knew what it was and it did that it knew what not to write see this is another thing of writing you gotta know if you could be a great writer what not to write what dialogue not to put in there this is a visual medium and the pacing of it is appropriate for a spy show it's slow, it oozes by, but we're always going ever so slowly forward. And that's how you feel. It's, it's really, really just wonderful stuff. And speaking of oozing and slowly moving forward, we have the refs, one of the refs' favorites. Oh. Rectify. Oh my gosh. You have to say it's on Sundance TV because everybody goes, what? <laughs> oh, come on. Now, if you want to see people not say anything but say everything oh and you look you do have to have some patience you have to sit you have to 
Just let it wash over you. It's like Spanish moss in the South. That's exactly what it's like. It's like a Faulkner novel. And you just see all of the wreckage that's underneath the surface. Oh my gosh. Wreckage. That's a good word. That's an excellent way to describe. These people are hurting. Mm Mm-hmm but you don't know what it is. You're constantly trying to figure it out. Does it give you all the answers? No, because that's not how it is. That's right. not real life. See, that's authenticity. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Now you have a, a, a favorite show that is on the lists of many critics. And that is, it, it is my next show that I will be watching. I, I've checked off Mad Men. Mm-hmm. I've checked off um, Breaking Bad. I tried Game of Thrones. It really just wasn't for me. Um, I'll get to The Sopranos, even though I did watch, I think, the first maybe season and a half, two seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was in time. Uh, That was forever ago, so I'll get to that. But I think my next show is going to be one that you have been, like, for years (laughs) saying, watch this, please. And that is Friday Night Lights. (laughs) You know, NBC graced us with this show. And I'm so thankful. Are you shocked? Well, not if you think of the time. You know, it wouldn't be there now. But this is before we had the Netflix explosion. Right. So Friday Night Lights with Kyle Chandler and Connie Britton. You tell me if there was a married couple that's ever been better. Now, see, I didn't say the best one. That's ever been better on TV or even in a movie. You tell me. You will buy them as a Maybe they are married. We don't know it in real life. I don't think so. And they feel like parents. They feel like a coach and a guidance counselor, all of that. And they are the heart. We talked about heart. They are the heart of the show. And then they have all of these young actors there doing wonderful work because the writing is good. Is the acting always great from some of them? No, they're young. But the writing is true. You feel the town. You understand the importance of football there, whether you're a football fan or not. That's how you do it. So look. People are going, oh, yeah, Friday Night Lights, whatever. This is it. This is what y'all were trying to talk about with The Wire. This is what y'all were trying to talk about. Well, let's note that Michael B. was on both of those shows. He was. (laughs) (laughs) Michael B. Jordan like to sign on to be on one season. (laughs) It'll be a complete hit. Uh, I don't want to miss out um, on the fact that we did talk about The Sopranos. This is something... Anytime I, I watched um, Gamora, and you watched some of, I think you finished Gamora. Um, I don't think well, we only three. have two seasons. In the United. Well, States. yeah, the three, the third season hasn't aired in the states yet, or hasn't. You're already on season four and going to five. Well, Harvey Wine, it, it, we we've got some things to take care of with the Weinstein oh. <laughs> is issues, and and we'll get there. We'll we'll get to watch it, but mm. it is undeniable. Mm. We are attracted to the mob. I don't know why we're attracted to gang, mob. And specifically, we have shows like Narcos, um, other 
cartel. You, you've got your show on USA that is summer TV, Queen of the South. But there was nothing quite like, there was no TV show at the time that could give us the feel of the Goodfellas or give us the feel of, you know, Casino or anything that what Scorsese was doing. It somehow landed on HBO The Sopranos and people, regardless, regardless if you think it's best from start to finish, I know a lot of people, you know, that last scene with, um, you know, James, uh, I forget his name. Um, James Gandolfini. Yeah, the late uh, James Gandolfini. That last scene where you just sort of like, I won't give it all away, but you you really have to decide what the next moment after that is. Right. We'll just say that. It's not spelled out. People thought it was brilliant. People were frustrated. But we do have to say that like, The Sopranos brought mob crime to the small screen in a serial. Mm -hmm. That's kind of hard to do. I don't know how you felt about The Sopranos. Well, you know, um, The Sopranos is a show that I, again, didn't watch contemporaneously. I don't even know if I caught up with it. I may have watched it after it was done. Gotcha. And the first season, I was kind of like, okay, good it's fine i wasn't blown away then the right. second season <laughs> right from the top i said oh this show completely found itself in season two episode one and from then on i this is one of my all-time favorites if we talking again about casting and writing yeah you have james gandolfini the late great james gandolfini who knew that was a guy that was the guy the who else He's, you know, of course he has this relationship with his therapist, played by <laughs> Lorraine Bracco. I love you know, it. he has this thing with, with, with animals. Like, you see, this is, look, they took a man who's a mob boss and gave him heart. Yeah, yeah. How do they do this? Now, he's in a business where you can't have heart. So, okay, you have Lorraine Bracco there who helps him talk and work through issues and he fights against it. But then you you choose to have him be a, an animal lover. Like this is this is thinking here. Yeah. We have the birds, we have other things. If you harm an animal around him, you're dead, literally. <laughs> so uh, it's that kind of thing. Then you have, you have the nagging wife. We had that in Breaking Bad. Oh gosh. But in a great show with a nagging wife, they get a great actress. Oh, you have to, otherwise you will want to hurt her. <laughs> oh, you will anyway. Oh, Edie. <laughs> <laughs> but Edie, it's like Edie Falco. It's like, okay, in it, you know, right now we have Big Little Eyes. Who do you get as the nagging mom now? Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, you're right. And then they really take it there, where you are, you feel like the characters there are annoying. It's that that's how you do it. We have Dominic Kianese as Uncle June. I mean, who's, you know, something happens to him toward the end of the run. If you haven't seen The Sopranos, things start unraveling. This, and the thing is too, Ref, in season two, what it found, in addition to all of the dramatics, is comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. People. This is some of the greatest comedic timing. <laughs> we'll see, and it's not a comedy. 
I was, I, I, that first, ep- I will never forget it, season two, episode one, I had to pause, I was crying laughing. And this stuff is terrible, but you have to laugh at it. I mean, you just have to do it. Um, Aida Totoro shows up, and I mean, I mean, and the Totoro family, they all do yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really do. So The Sopranos, to me, the ending was fine with me. I don't, whatever. I Just the first season, if you're going to watch it, if you haven't started, just know the first season isn't really the show. It's setting you up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and these aren't uh, long seasons, though. So that's a good thing. Yeah. They ain't well, like let's, <laughs> let's sort of um, wrap it up with these last two shows that people have crowned the greatest Um but in its own specific way. Uh, let's first deal with the fall. I, now, you know how I'm, I'm not, I don't have as strong of a stomach as you do. <laughs> <laughs> and remember the fall was not originally a Netflix show, even though it landed there. Um, it was not originally on that. I think it was on AMC oh. or it was BBC. Oh, BBC, BBC. And um, I know that, you know, you can watch it on Netflix, I believe. Yeah, I believe. Netflix, yeah, Netflix um, uh, distributed Took it in yes. the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, I, for, I haven't watched it. I don't know if I'm going to get around to it because oh. you, you have warned us that there's some disturbing... It's worth it. Is it... <laughs> well, we're going to lump in Happy Valley in there, but... No, yeah. no, actually, we can't technically do that mm-hmm. um, because Happy Valley has not announced it's being canceled. But it's that, if you know Happy Valley, it is that kind of, like, very hard watches. Yeah. But the fall, you, it, this is how we, Jamie Dort, I mean, we, we didn't know Fifty Shades, what? Yeah. You know, we didn't know who he was. And then your girl. Um, Jillian Anderson. Yes. Uh, hard watch hard watch look now this is you know this preceded happy valley yes <clears throat> jillian anderson oh you should see listen you should see the critics face <laughs> clearly he likes the show jillian anderson if you're thinking um what was that x that files x file forget it yeah because that's the only thing i can really uh... no this woman is one of the best living actors on the planet. Okay, wow. Whoa. Now, why? Because I've seen her do it too many times. Bleak House. Go check that miniseries out. Just check it out. You take a look, and then she's popping up in um, Hannibal. Oh. Okay. Doing a similar, you know, similar kind of nastiness. Here, she's a detective superintendent. In Great Britain, of course, with the title. She is. So she got to deal with that. Mm. And there's this killer on the loose played by Jamie Dornan. You know he's the killer. Oh, okay. So it's this cat and mouse thing where you as a viewer know what's going on, but do they know? Oh my goodness. And we talk about that, that nice, slow crime thriller feel. The Brits, when they're good at this, no one can die. Yeah, that's true. You're right. It's true. So, I, look, I'm telling y'all, The Fall and Happy Valley, to me, they, they live together. Yes. Are they the same? No, they are not. 
No. But this is when you have people who know how to act. Forget that Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew Jamie Jordan from the show before that. And I was like, okay, Fifty Shades of Grey, that's interesting. You know, and everybody was having a fit, all of the fans. Oh, I don't see him, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> you have the fall. Well, I'm telling y'all, it's, it's as disturbing as the ref said. You better believe it. But if you're going to make it disturbing, it better be worth it. And this is, I hope that they will come to their senses and do another season at some point. But the thing is, ref, what happened, Jamie Dornan's character had a full arc in the three seasons. Oh, so why so bring they, him back? Yeah, well, they won't. So if they bring it back, it will be a different story. Serial killer? Okay, gotcha. Well, let's end this whole thing with one of your favorite endings yeah. to a TV show, uh, especially in dealing with music. You, you, you talk about this all the time, this TV show, the ending of this TV show. This is how you end the show. Like, how many times have you heard this? And of course, we're talking about Six Feet Under. And a lot of people, Peter Krause at the time, I think that's how we kind of come to turn. Like, we, we didn't really know him. Um, but he... Mm-hmm. I, when I remember when it was out and I was like, I have no interest in watching this. Like, why would I want to watch a family oh. like like a morgue? Like, I don't, what is the, what is it? And I feel like I've missed out a little bit. I'm, you can still catch it on HBO. They they hold on to all of their original show. Wait, HBO or Showtime? HBO, yes. HBO. So they, they hold on to all of their original shows. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess I could watch that. Mm-hmm. Um but you you really loved the final moments of that show. Like, a lot. <laughs> Look, I would say it this way. The Sopranos had Tony's mother. And unfortunately, uh, the actress playing her passed away oh, um, wow. during the filming, so we didn't get even more of her. <laughs> oh, wow. That, a piece of work. And in this show, we have another piece of work. Joanna <laughs> Cassidy. Now, if you are fans of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, <laughs> Joanna Cassidy was the boss with the wig. Okay. <sighs> this woman, timing doesn't even capture it. She, in this show, she's not even the main character. This is. <laughs> oh, I'm the main She's a, a big supporting character. In this show, when she shows up, you know it. Mm. It's that kind of show. It's a show where we have characters. This is another thing, Rep. The Sopranos had characters. Yes. Six yeah. Under had characters. And you go, because I remember when I started watching it, it was the same kind of thing. It's like, why do I want to watch a family that's running a morgue? What? Yeah, what? Oh, you watch it. Oh, okay. You watch it. There's a lot going on. The matriarch of the family, played by the great Francis Conroy, is so quiet and, and you know, well-mannered, like in Rectify. Yeah, yeah. Jay Smith Cameron's wonderful work. Same kind of thing. Until. Oh, okay. People start having enough. She's dealing with two grown sons. She's got a daughter who's growing up and is a rebel. Mm. And you see, of course, their love lives. You see them struggle. The patriarch has died to start the show. Oh. So in every episode, there's a death. Oh, okay. So, you know, and then they, of course, it's, look, you know, it's a mortuary. They, they, they have this family-run business, but it's all this craziness surrounding it. And I, is it always, always on? No, it's not. 
but it's so particular and good. And and when it's good, really good, it's great. And the ending, like you said, everybody, this puts Sia on the map. Put on oh, that. Oh, oh, yeah. That song, okay, Sia, Breathe Me. Sia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this is what did it for her. And you'd have to see it. It's, it's a thing at the end where you don't even know this is what you wanted from the show to end mm-hmm. until they do it. It's that kind of feeling. And it's a similar thing to end it with another HBO show, The Leftovers. Oh, you love it, yeah. Now this baffled everyone, including me. But in the end you go, was it worth it? Yes, I see how all this came together because sometimes, and this comes back to where you started, Rep, it's the heart of it. And The Leftovers ended with the heart. Yeah, we have this crazy stuff with dimensions. We have the rapture that seemingly happened. We have, the, of course, the leftovers. That's what they are from the rapture. How do they come together from that? How do they not come together? But in the end, you get the heart. It makes emotional sense. So I think that's a great place to end it because it does come down to emotions, everybody. As animals, not just humans, as animals, we are guided by emotions. They tell us what to do. They signal behavior. So any great show, if you're going to call it that, has got to engender emotion so that you know whether you need to keep watching or cut it off, Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. See, it was going so nice until that last <laughs> I just day. did that as a joke. Well, it's off the cuff, and that's what we do. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that, listeners. I, literally, this is what we talk about. Literally, oh. we talk about this. And we can talk for hours and Do you hours. think that Breaking Bad is the greatest? Is that what you were saying? I think it's up there. I think there, I think it's up there. I really you can really tell us your thoughts on it. <laughs> See, I want to know. Like that last episode when I was talking about it on the podcast with him in the background. You know what? You <laughs> I was looking for it. I was like, this is ridiculous. Why am I looking for this? I had to shut off your voice because <laughs> now I wasn't even paying attention to what other people were saying while Brian Cranston was in the scene. Because especially the scene in the coffee shop, the last one where he's just moving around the whole coffee shop. Like, what are you doing, Brian Cranston? (laughs) And just to let the listeners know, I'm now reading his autobiography. Breaking Bad for me, like I was a little frustrated with season three, but it wasn't, again, like I said, it wasn't a frustration of, this is a terrible show, I can't believe it. I I appreciate as, as as a person who enjoys writing, like I'm, you, you, I think enjoy performances more than I do. I love performances. I think we're almost about equal, but you take it over the edge. I am the writing. I listen for it. I look for it. I am very rarely, rarely, and this is not to brag. It's just because that's the instinct in me. I'm very rarely fooled, mm-hmm. and or you know, I can see like, okay, you brought that in, but with Breaking Bad, there was a certain ride that you were able to go on with this very nuanced character. That it was, it, it was, nothing was wasted. Mm. There was no information that was put out there that didn't have a reason. And that to me is great writing. I, I am not a tree of life girl. I need to have reason. There needs to be a reason why you are having me in my seat paying $15. And I feel like, um, that for a feature i also feel that way for a tv show i personally again say that a tv show is is deep can have can wear the crown of one of the greats mm-hmm. 
if they stand the test of time. And for me, Breaking Bad is up there with Rectify. I mean, it was, it's literally, there was nothing wasted. And I cannot wait till this Breaking Bad movie comes out. Oh boy. I'm very excited about that. If you look at Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston's Instagram, as of taping, they have already been teasing it for two posts, saying <laughs> coming very soon. Um, and and characters again, characters, characters that you and the the annoying wives, like oh. you said, oh. that shows like to do. Oof. They were great actors. The, the acting in this was these Anna were theater actors. Yeah, Anna Gunn, Brian Cranston, um, the one who plays Hank's wife. I think the guy who plays Hank is also a theater actor. Dean Narshi, but look, he. These are people who know what they're doing. So once you get to me, and we were trying to end this, but once you get <laughs> great writing, and not just like, oh, this is good, Vince Culligan, like great writing. I will say great. I will give him great, just like the Kings. Mm. He knows how to write a TV show. He knows how to keep you wanting more. That like, tune in next week, tune in next week. But also, if you binge it. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Knows how to do that. Then um, the actual shooting of it, the shots, the cinematography of it felt beautiful and wonderful. Great and interesting shots. And then the acting. If you get those three things together, it's really hard not to say something is not great. <laughs> yeah. So I will be willing to give a half crown to Breaking Bad as one of the greatest TV shows out there. Um, but it's taking its place among other great TV shows that we talked about. So, absolutely. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.